0: You are listening to sermons from the pulpit of the Bible Baptist Church in Marysville, California. We hope you will be blessed as you listen to another practical message. And that falls right into what's going on in our world right now. Uh, Whether it's military, whether it's Afghanistan, whether it's COVID, whether it's vaccinations, God's in control. He's got this, and we just have to trust Him. All right, Romans chapter number 7, and here as we're in this passage of Scripture, the Apostle Paul is is writing. He has penned this uh, instrument of the Holy Spirit of God, and he has has penned this passage of Scripture. Now, I've got a couple uh, people, as I look in the Word of God, that are my heroes. Uh, Old Testament, it's Moses. Uh, He was... Uh, the greatest leader that you could could imagine. Uh, God calling him to to lead the nation of Israel from the backside of the desert taking care of a few sheep uh, to having three and a half million of them. And uh, that were uh, the four-legged sheep don't talk back, but the two-legged ones do. And so uh, here God called him and put him uh, into the ministry to lead a, uh, the nation of Israel and his people. So I look at Moses in the Old Testament, uh, I love Sam, uh, Samuel, uh, it was pretty amazing. You walk, watch Samuel and he would come to a city and the kings of uh, the country, would, they would send uh, messengers with presents to Samuel. Now, you're, you're not going to curse us, are you? Uh, you're not going to bring judgment, are you? And uh, so I love, I love Samuel, just how uh, he, was the, uh, he was definitely a, uh, a, a man that had the power of God in his life. Uh, but in the New Testament, I look, uh, of course, at the Lord Jesus. But humanly speaking, I look at the Apostle Paul. And you see somebody who was a driven individual to do something with his life. And Paul was driven before he got saved, and and that that energy, that zeal uh, that he had before he got saved was just taken from wrong to good, from uh, evil to righteousness, and he took that same zeal and probably even took it up a few notches as he served the Savior and was used to pin 13 books in the New Testament. And here, when we look at, uh, when we look at uh, Paul, uh, I see a man who I think had everything together. But when you read chapter 7 of Romans, we find his humanity. You know, none of us have arrived. No matter how long you've been saved... No, long, no matter how many good habits that you have, no matter how far you have come from a life of, uh, of wickedness from before salvation till now, we still have a long way to go. We have not arrived. And the Apostle Paul here is revealing that to us. Uh, look with me again at verse number 17 of Romans 7. Now then, it is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. For I know that, is, uh, that, is, uh, that in me, that is in my flesh, dwelleth no good thing. For the will is present with me, but how to perform that which is good I find not. Uh, for the good that I would... I do not think about that the good that I would I do not but the evil that I would not that I do can anybody besides me testify and identify with him right there I mean there are so many good things that I know are good that I want to do and there are a lot of things that I know are not good that I don't want to do. And I find myself not doing everything that I know that I should do, and I find myself doing the things that I know I shouldn't do. And Paul said, I find then a law that when I would do good, evil is present with me. You know, there's a battle that we all face. There's a battle that we want to arrive. I want to arrive. I want to be done with this flesh, don't you? I just wish I didn't have to fight it. I, when I got saved, it was like, okay, good. I don't have to worry about this anymore. But that didn't work out. And it still hasn't worked out. Every day, I still have an old nature that I have to battle. I've got a new nature, praise the Lord, but there's an old nature, and there's a battle between the the two. This morning, as we look at this passage, I wanna preach to you a message entitled, Give Yourself a Break. Give Yourself a Break. And let's pray. Father, I pray that you'd help us today. Help me to be a help and an encouragement to your people. Uh, Lord, as we look at the Apostle Paul and all that he accomplished for you, the Lord just sharing some of his his humanity, you have have given us this to help us recognize that we're not in this by ourselves. And I pray that you would help us this morning, uh, Lord, to be encouraged. Lord, if there are those that are just battling uh, the, the nature and, and beating themselves up, I pray today that they would be helped. And so give us, give us wisdom and insight, encouragement, please, for Christ's sake. Amen. So as we look at this, we look at the Apostle Paul and uh, he uh, communicating to us that there was a battle that he was fighting and facing, and that's something that all of us can identify with. If you're here this morning and you are saved, uh, then, uh, then there has been a transformation, uh, but there is something that you still have to deal with and that I have to deal with, and what is that? Uh, first of all, I want you to see the natural uh, the natural, the natural man. Uh, look for, back in Romans 7 14. The Bible says, For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am carnal sold under sin. Now, what he is saying here is that when you and I, as a believer, when we got saved, we are still uh, in the presence of sin. Now, uh, as a believer, praise the Lord, when you got saved, our sin debt has been forgiven. That has been forgiven. But we are still sinful, aren't we? We, we still have a sin nature. Now, it may have been curbed to a certain extent, and maybe there are, there are things that are not a part of our life that used to be a part of our life, but there's still a sin nature. And and when we first get saved, it seems like all of the sins on the outward uh, man are the ones that we deal with, and and we get those all in check, and God starts there, but then we see that he starts moving to the inside, and he starts dealing with, Uh, other uh, sin things that uh, we have to deal with, but there's a natural part. Uh, I am carnal, sold under sin. Uh, You and I are born in trespasses and sins. Uh, We've got uh, our newest grandson uh, back here, Uh, and Elliot, uh, he he is as innocent as innocent can be, but he's a sinner. He has a sin nature, just, just think about, just think about uh, your children. You know, sometimes they cry just because they want attention. Sometimes they cry because they're mad. They're not getting their way. And then husbands or wives do the exact same thing, don't they? And so, uh, the reality is we're all, we're all sinners. We all have a sin nature. Uh, we don't, we don't get away from that. There is a natural part of us. And what we, what the Bible refers to is the Adamic nature. Uh, Adam, he, the first Adam, uh, Adam was a representative of all humanity. When you look at Adam and when the scripture talks about Adam, it's not just talking, uh, about the individual, the person, uh, we find that God, in his word, he will look at Adam and he will refer back to Adam, and when he does so, he's referring to the entire uh, species of humanity. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 22, the Bible says, "'For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ "'shall all be made alive.'" Romans five twelve. 12, uh, "'Wherefore as by one man "'sin entered into the world, and death by sin, "'and so death passed upon all men, for that all have sin.'" Romans 5, 15 to 19, "'But not as the offense, "'so also is the free gift, for if through the offense of one many be dead much more the grace of God and the gift by grace which is by one man Jesus Christ hath abounded unto many and not as it was by one that sin so is the gift for the judgment was by one to condemnation but the free gift is of many offenses unto justification for if by one man's offense death reigned by one much more they which receive abundance of Grace And of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one, Jesus Christ. Therefore, as by the offense of one, judgment came upon all men to condemnation, even so by the righteousness of one, the free gift came upon all men unto justification of life. For as by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners, so by the obedience of one, many shall be made righteous righteous. And what do we find here? We find that the Lord is comparing uh, the offense of Adam, the sin of Adam, the one who brought all humanity into condemnation, and he was the first Adam. Then we find that through Christ, who is later referred to as the the last Adam, he was the one that paid that debt. And so Adam uh, was the one, one individual caused the entire humanity to become sinners uh, then you have one individual Jesus Christ who paid that sin debt and made life available to all of us what a what a blessing have you ever thought about how can one person pay the sins of all humanity just like there was one individual that cast all of us into sinfulness and so that debt was, was created by one, and then that payment was paid by one. And so you have Christ. Uh, there is an old nature that we have, and that's the nature that the Apostle Paul was referring to here in Romans chapter number seven. Uh, but you and I, uh, we are sinners by nature. We're sinners by nature. We have a body, a soul, and we were born with a dead spirit. Uh, but, but with that, uh, because of that part of us that had died, that, that spirit had to be made alive again. First Corinthians chapter fifteen, verse twenty-two. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. And what a, what a blessing that that is! Now, if you're here this morning, well, every one of us here this morning, we stand before God one of two ways: either we are in Adam and condemned, or we are in Christ and we are alive. One of the two. There there is no other way. We stand before God as condemned sinners still in Adam, still in our sin nature with the penalty that is already there or that sin nature has been paid for and we are in Christ. And if you are in Christ, you are alive. Uh, That sin nature has been paid for. Uh, We think about uh, being in Christ. And and when we look at in Christ, uh, how are we? Uh, We are just just like uh, Noah and his family was when they were in the ark. Now, when they were in the ark, they were saved from the judgment. Now, the the Bible tells us that that the ark was pitched with pitch. The word pitch that is used in, uh, in Genesis there is the very word, it is translated atonement. You know what keeps the judgment of God from us? The atonement of Christ. And what a blessing. And if you're in Christ this morning, if you are saved, you don't have to worry about the judgment. You couldn't get out of uh, Christ. Uh, the Bible says that my Father, which gave them me, is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. Uh, and so when you are saved and when you are in Christ, you are in the Father's hand. You're in Christ's hand and you're in the Father's hand. And with that, uh, that what, a, what a security that we could have. And for us to get Give our salvation back, we would have to be stronger than Christ. We would have to be stronger than the Father to get out of the hand of God. So, so here, though, we have a nature, a sin nature, the natural. But if you're saved this morning, secondly, there's a new nature. There's a new nature. Do you ever remember when you got saved? How many of you got saved after, in your teenage or after? Teenage years or after? All right? If you got saved after, teenage years and after, usually we've already gotten engaged in some things that we shouldn't have been engaged in. You know, the things that I used to do, I didn't think anything was wrong with them until I got saved. And when I got saved, all of a sudden, I go to do something It's like, you can't do that. It's like, what do you mean you can't do that? <laughs> there, was, there was a new nature. There was this thing called conviction. We were just talking about this the other night. Uh, you know, how I have the assurance of my salvation is that the Spirit of God convicts me. He chastens me. He lets me know that when I go to do something I'm not supposed to do, He points it out sort of like a, a mama. Ah 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 ah. Don't do that. Don't touch that. That's why we call the, the wives the holy spirit of the home. <laughs> Cuz they don't just do that to the children, they do that to us as well. But we have here the the new na- new nature. And the spirit of God dwells inside the believer. Aren't you glad? You know, even when we don't have much knowledge of what truth is, the spirit of truth lives within us. And he said, I will lead you and guide you into all truth. So here we have this nature. I still have a sin nature, but now there's a new nature. Uh, 1 Corinthians 15, uh, 45. And so it is written, the first Adam was made a living soul. The last Adam was made a quickening spirit. The last Adam. Who's that talking about? The Lord Jesus Christ. He was made a quickening spirit. He is the one that made us alive again. If you are saved, then you were quickened, and you hath he quickened, uh, made alive again, because our spirit, the part of us that communicated with God, was dead. We were born a a sinner. We had a live body, a live soul, but a dead spirit. You go back into Genesis and the fall of man. uh, God, uh, uh, Adam, uh, was told that in the day thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. But Adam and Eve, they took that forbidden fruit, and they ate. fruit. And when Adam took that fruit, he did not fall down dead physically. So either God lied or something else died. And what died was his spirit. Uh, That spirit, the part that communicated with God, it died. There was no relationship. So we have a body, just a vessel. We have a soul. That's the real you and the real me. That's the part of us that communicates with, with others. Uh, that's our mind, our intellect, our emotions. That's, that's who we are as a person. But then there is a spirit. And the spirit of man is the part of us that communicates with God. And because of sin, that, sin, that spirit died. But at salvation, he quickened Now there's a way for us to communicate with God. I remember as a kid, I prayed. I'd be out on the baseball field. I I remember certain times praying. I remember one time I was out in the baseball field and we we had a baseball game and it was a big deal. And we had to win this baseball game. We had to win every baseball game that I played. But here, this, for some reason, this stu- stood out to me. And I remember looking up at the sky, and uh, there in Washington State, and it was, it was actually cloudless. So it was a miraculous day already. And uh, so uh, I look up into heaven, and I, and I say, God, if you're really there, help us to win this baseball game. You know, anybody else pray some stupid prayers like me? And so uh, nobody else wants to admit their, their, uh, their stupidity. Uh, but uh, anyway, I, I prayed that, you know, whether or not I won the baseball game was not going to change the fact whether God really was or was not. God is regardless of how things turn out. And so, but I remember praying that. It was, it was so selfish, so self-centered. Uh, and, but there was, there was no relationship that I had with God. It was just as casual, I was talking to a stranger, I was talking to nobody. But it's not like that anymore. You know why? Because my spirit, when I got saved, it was made alive. There was a new nature. Uh, The Lord moved in, Uh, there was, uh, uh, there's a new nature. We have the last Adam who is Christ, and there is a new nature. 2 Corinthians five seventeen. therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And what a blessing. Now, the word creature there literally means creation. You are a new creation. He, he started over again with us. A new creation, uh, It is uh, uh, the, uh, uh, the, the word means a divine creation, a new creature, a new is a newly created state of affairs. There's a whole new beginning is what God's saying. It's a whole fresh start. Isn't that awesome? You know, if you've been saved for 50 years or 40 years or 30 years, uh, don't get over your salvation. Uh, the event of your salvation, God making you a new creation, uh, making your spirit alive again, that is what gives you and I the opportunity to be able to communicate with God. We're a new creature. A creature, We have in the imparted and imputed righteousness of Christ in our life. There's a new nature, but we still possess that old nature. It still drags along with us. The Apostle Paul, at the end of the chapter, he said, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? Who shall deliver me from the body of this death? He said, who's going to deliver me from this old nature that I still have to carry around? He said, everywhere I go, he said, I have uh, my new nature, but everywhere I go, I bring my old nature with me. Now, I've not been able to validate this, but this is what I've been taught, uh, told regarding this. They say in that day and time that if someone murdered somebody, that they would take the corpse of the person that was killed and they would bind them to the killer hand to hand, foot to foot. And what would happen is they would have to drag that corpse around with them. And as that corpse would decay and all of the infection that would come with that would then be delivered onto the living person and that corpse that they killed would kill them. Who shall deliver me from the body of this death? He goes on, I thank God through Christ. Jesus. You know, the Lord is the one that delivers us. He's the one that delivers us from the, the consequence, if you would, of our sin nature, uh, the things that uh, would, would keep us and kill us. He's the one that delivers us. Uh, but Paul said, the good that I would, I do not, but the evil which I would not, that I do. Uh, he said, the things that I would do, the things that I want to do, he says, I don't do them. What are some things that we want to do that we find ourselves struggling with? Lord, I want to be faithful in church. But sometimes we struggle with that, don't we? Is that good? You're here this morning, it's okay. But but that's a good that we want to do. But sometimes we struggle with that. Lord, I want to read my Bible. I know you want me to know your word. The good that I would, I do not. Lord, I, man, I really want to have a sincere prayer life. These are are good things that I want to do. But we still have that old nature, don't we? Snooze. or we fill something else in. There are are hundreds, there are thousands of people that are not in church today because when everything got shut down with COVID, they filled their Sundays and their Wednesdays with other things. Was COVID their fault? Absolutely not. But the good that we should do is now something that we don't do because we don't have time for God. How is it that we don't have time for God? Because it's not just people that aren't here that don't have time for God. Sometimes we don't have time for God. You see, the good that I would, I do not. But the evil which I would not. Now I'm not gonna do that. That do I. And we're in this battle. And we fight this battle. And there are things that uh, are in our life. Uh, we wanna be a witness, uh, we wanna serve the Lord, we wanna live a holy life. Uh, God said, be holy, for I the Lord thy God am holy. We want to do these things. These are good that, things that we wanna do. Uh, and, and maybe we have walked an aisle and we've bowed a knee and we prayed and said, Lord, I'm gonna do this and, and I'm gonna serve you. And maybe there's some things that uh, we fight with, those besetting sins. Maybe it's gossip. Maybe it's envy, jealousy, pride. Maybe we're not honest with our resources. Maybe we're stingy. Maybe there's some immorality that goes on in in our lives. Maybe there's someone that is looking at pornography on their phone or their computer. And we come and we say, Lord, I'm gonna I'm gonna quit all this stuff, and I'm never gonna do any of this again. And and we find ourselves the good that I would, I do not. But the evil which I would not, that I do. And this battle goes on over and over and over again. And it's a struggle. Let me tell you, you're in good company. If the apostle Paul dealt with it, that takes a little bit of pressure off, doesn't it? If somebody that was such a great Christian struggled with sin nature, okay, I'm not alone. There are others that deal with it, and the reality is I deal with it, Brother David deals with it. Mrs. Brown doesn't, but everybody, no. Mrs. Brown does, every one of us do. Every one of us. Uh, No matter whether it's Brother Stephen up here leading singing and and leading us in worship, or whether it is somebody else, there isn't a person that is breathing that does not struggle with a sin nature. And just because we got saved did not save us from that sin nature. So how then do I do I deal with that? Uh, the, the world is, is so real. We are tempted over and over again. And this morning, uh, as I uh, prepared for this message, give yourself a break. Uh, it is not give yourself a break as in, don't worry about it and just live any life that you wanna live. Uh, it's not a license to sin. It's give yourself a break because nobody expects you God doesn't expect you to be perfect. You know, the only person that expects us to be perfect is us. Academically, we know that's not real. But inside, we think, well, I knew what I was supposed to do. Why didn't I do it? Well, there's a whole lot that we know that we don't do. Give yourself a break. You know, the devil is the accuser of the brethren. That's why gossip is so bad. It's being in alignment with the evil one. But he's the accuser of the brethren. But you know what? He's not the false accuser of the brethren. Boy, he's gotten quiet in here. He's not a false accuser. We give him enough ammo, don't we? You know, the person that wants you to feel guilty and worthless and unusable and unlovable, that's the evil one. When your children, when they do wrong, we don't kick them to the curb. We don't hate them. We don't disown them. We might want to when they're a teenager, but... No, we we don't do that. Uh, that, And and we are not a good parent. God is a wonderful parent. He's our heavenly Father. If we would not treat our children that way, what makes us think that God would treat us that way? God doesn't look at us as worthless because we have a besetting sin. But we beat ourselves up. And I'm not not here to tell you not to work on our besetting sins and not to try to to get things right in our lives. What I am saying is, give yourself a break. Don't beat yourself up. The devil is the one that brings guilt. The Spirit of God does not bring guilt. The Spirit of, of God brings conviction. You know what conviction does? Guilt says, man, you're worthless. Can't believe that you did that, and you're worth nothing. Uh, and guilt just wants you to feel. How would you ever do something so horrible? And makes us feel worthless and uh, in unable to do anything right. That's not how the Holy Spirit of God works for His children. God doesn't treat us that way. God, do you understand what you did? You understand that this is not what pleases me. This is what we need to do. You see, the Spirit of God brings conviction. Conviction isn't to make us feel guilty. Conviction is to help us repair the wrong, to get things right. It's a corrective measure, not a punitive measure. But the devil wants to discourage us. You know what, the world does not need a bunch of discouraged Christians. The world doesn't need a bunch of us walking around feeling like, man, I'm worthless. You know what, if I am am looking at myself like that and I get discouraged and I get defeated, I'm not gonna tell other people about the Lord. Because how how can I say that he changed my life when I still deal with sin? Guess what? you and I are still going to deal with sin until we take our last breath. There's no getting out of that. That's part of the consequence of the sin nature. But there is is victory. There is ability uh, to to have victory. Uh, So the law of God is against the law of nature, the natural versus the new nature. And, you know, you and I don't give up. Get up. What did Paul say? Knocked down, but not knocked out. He was persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. Uh, when he would get knocked down, what did he do? He just got back up. He got back up. You and I, when we have a failure, just get back up. Don't, just get back up. It's like, okay, man, man I did that again. All right, I'm going to keep going. You talk to somebody that is trying to give up smoking cigarettes. You hear about people, Yep, nope. I just decided I'm never smoking again and they walk away from it. But that's not the normal. Somebody walks into a gas station and they got the cigarette sitting there in the cup. When I was, when I was in that age group before I was uh, still struggling with stuff, uh, they were selling them for 10 cents a piece. Well, I'm not gonna buy a pack Well, it's only a dime. What do we find? You find people that that are dealing with stuff over and over again. You fail, you get knocked down, get back up, get back up, don't quit. Don't quit. Just keep on trying to serve the Lord, uh, besetting sins. Uh, You want to get victory. Uh, We want to have victory over our pride and anger and envy. Uh, We want to get pride, our victory over the the lust of the flesh uh, that we have experienced in our life. But when it comes to battling the sin nature, there are a few things that I want that we all need to know. Um, Number one, and this is the message. All right, number one, you're on the winning side. If you're saved, you're on the winning side. Now, that's something we need to embrace. That's something that we need to not just have this academic knowledge of. This is something we need to recognize. Hey, I'm on the winning side, all right? I might have lost this one right now, but I'm winning. I'm on the winning side. Uh, if you are the child of God, a child of God, you're on the winning side. If you are a child of God, number two, you have the ability to have victory. You have the ability to have victory. You know, he said, walk in the spirit and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusteth against the spirit and the Spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary, the one to the other, so that you cannot do the things that you would. What do we find? Is that I have the ability, through the spirit of God, to have victory over my natural man. And what is that? It's not fighting my flesh. It's not me trying to get the the strength and the fortitude and uh, the self-control. It's not me fighting my sin nature. The victory comes in me submitting and walking in the Spirit. I walk in the Spirit. You know what happens? I distance myself from the things of my flesh. You know, if we stay right over here, though, right next to the edge, well, I'm not going to grab that beer. I'm not going to grab that beer. I'm not going to grab that. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to watch that. what's going to happen? You stay there long enough, you're going to fall. You and I, we have the ability to have victory in our life, but that victory isn't in our strength. It's not in our willpower. It's not in our good decision-making ability. It's all in Christ. Walk in the Spirit. You know, if we're walking in the Spirit, I'm not at the bar. I purposely, I have not had a drink of anything alcoholic. I don't know, was it two weeks ago, three weeks No. (laughs) I got two weeks down. No. Decades. But I do not walk down the beer aisle. I do not walk down the alcohol aisle. Why? Is that a problem in your life? No. And I don't ever plan on it being a problem in my life. There are places that I would not go to to purchase things because they would have Hustler and Playboy and all that right behind the counter. 7-Elevens are that way. Used to be that way. I haven't been in a 7 Eleven forever. You know why? Because of that reason. Do you have a problem with that? Nope. Do I want to have a problem with that? Nope. You know, we put ourselves, we walk according to the flesh so often that we find ourselves in a place where we're always there getting ready to have a catastrophe. And here, we do have a sin nature. And even if when I'm trying to do what I'm supposed to do, I can look around, sin still finds us, doesn't it? It still finds us. Ads pop up, you do a search for something. There was one day, I don't remember what it was, but I was in my office and I did a search for something and something came up on my computer. I went in and I told Brother David, hey, Something just popped up on my computer. I did not search for that. I said, look at what my search was. And and then I had him clear it out. Uh, But it was like, hey, I I don't want to allow myself to go down road. Sin keeps trying to find us. And as we are in this life, if we're not careful, we'll get so overwhelmed with our failures, our besetting sins, we just say, it's no use. Give in. But don't give in, get up. So for the child of God, you're on the winning side. Uh, You have the ability to have the victory. Thirdly, when you fall, get back up. Get back up. Don't stay down. Don't stay down. Don't just resolve, well, that's just how I am. Well, how many have to testify? How I am doesn't mean I'm right. That doesn't doesn't validate anything. That that doesn't put a stamp of approval on it. Uh, when, When we fall down, we make our mistakes, get back up. Get back up, and let's just keep serving. You see, there was a great Christian, the Apostle Paul, and he battled with the flesh. He battled with this old nature And just like him, you and I, we have that nature. Just like him, we find ourselves in that spot uh, that we we find ourselves doing things that we know we should not be doing. He said, for the good that I would, I do not. But the evil which I would not, that I do. And that's where we have to recognize there's a battle going on. And when I fail, let's get back up. Give yourself a break. Nobody expects us to be perfect but us. So when we fail, let's not get this attitude of defeatism. Let's not get this attitude where we can't ever get victory and success. Let's get back up and get in the battle and let's serve the Lord. Father, I pray that you'd help us. Thank you for uh, just the truths that are here in your word to help us. I pray that our people this morning uh, will just uh, take the, the uh, admonition, the, the uh, transparency that the Apostle Paul used and help it, Lord, to apply to our lives. Help us to recognize that we can still serve you even uh, though we have our own failures. Help us this morning uh, to live for you. Speak to hearts as only you can. Heads bowed, eyes closed. You're here this morning. Do you know the Lord Jesus as your personal Savior? Do you know if you died today that heaven would be your home? Uh, If that's your testimony this morning, if you've accepted Christ as your personal Savior, as a testimony to the Lord, just slip your hand up this morning. You know that you know that you're on your way to heaven. You've been saved. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You can put your hands down. Maybe you're here this morning and say, Pastor, I don't know. I don't have that assurance. I'm not sure if I died right now that I'd go to heaven. Pray for me. Nobody's looking around. I won't come to you. I won't embarrass you. But I'd like to pray for you. Pastor, pray for me. I'm not sure if I died that I'd go to heaven. Pray for me this morning. Just slip your hand up. Let me pray for you today. All right. Anybody? All right, maybe you're here this morning and you've been saved and you've not followed the Lord and believers' baptism. Maybe you're here this morning and you're a little discouraged. Maybe we've been knocked down. Let's get back up. Let's all stand together as the instruments continue to play. If the Lord spoke to your heart, you come. You come. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed our service. If you would like to hear more, visit our website at bbc4me.org. That's bbc4me.org. May God bless you.